Hi there, this is Christian Horner. You've won the Austrian Grand Prix. <laughs> Hi, it's Alex Albon. Hi, I'm Max Verstappen, and you're listening to the Aston Martin Rebel Racing Podcast. Oh, this feels good. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Talking Ball, the official Aston Martin Rebel Racing Podcast. Now, you know how we like to use the podcast to pull people together from different worlds who you wouldn't normally get a chance to hear from. Well, this episode is no exception. Please welcome to Talking Ball. It's our very own Max Verstappen and Indy 500 and F1 legend Takuma Sato. Now, this chat is truly international. Gentlemen, tell me whereabouts are you, Max? You're at home in Monaco, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. What have you been up to today? Not too much actually a pretty relaxing day bit of sim sim stuff but that's it <laughs> and Takuma you're in Indianapolis we are yeah I'm in the uh, uh, Reho team shop which is uh, literally 15 minutes from uh, Indianapolis Motor Speedway so uh, it's our home base congratulations on the Indy 500 victory a few weeks ago thank you so much how was that to win that again well it's just amazing feeling you know not just once but twice and you know selfishly of course you you feel just an amazing feeling but uh this win was uh, something like uh, perfectly excluded from the uh, back in eight years ago which i couldn't deliver for this team for the winning and uh, finally i was able to deliver it and then having a, just a great celebration with the team it is just nothing like it unfortunately this year of course it's a pandemic we didn't have any spectator, usually here 300,000 people, but you know, still I think uh, knowing that millions of people watching through the television. So the Indy 500 is just something very, very special event for us. Obviously you raced in Formula One and we'll have a chat about your, your history with the sports uh, in a little bit. Max, do you follow any of the Indy races? Um, I was watching the Indy 500, yeah. So uh, no, it was very cool to watch. Um, I don't get the whole picture, but you know, it's interesting to see the strategies. And um, I don't know how close Takuma was with the fuel, but it looked it was pretty much on on the limit. But um, yeah, no, it, it's very nice and impressive what what the guys do around there. You know, it's uh, they achieve very high speeds. So you guys are both obviously connected through Honda, and you met at the Japanese Grand Prix last year. Did you hit it off straight away? Yeah, we went, uh, we went quite well. And before he um, heading to the Suzuka, we actually had uh, kind of a little event internally at Honda R&D in Tuchigi. Now, of course, the Red Bull, uh, the film, that one is a spectacular film. But also, um, you know, he drove current Formula One car and I drove like uh, something very old, you know, kind of 60s and 70s uh, Formula One cars, uh, Honda RA272. That was very, very special. And uh, we didn't swap the car, but Max had a, a little taste of uh, how, the, how the car look like and much older than his age so it was it was a it was a fun time and we had a chatted good so uh, yeah we had a we had a really good feeling and really well how was it to drive that car max it looked incredible i mean it's iconic isn't it yeah it was uh, very different to what i was used to i think uh, one of the first times of course apart from driving a road car but like it was a manual you know so you had to use a clutch and uh, yeah it was a bit different but i i really enjoyed it i mean uh, it's not very often that you get an opportunity to you know, to drive a car like that. Yeah, great, great experience. I did feel a bit big in the car, a bit tall, but, you know, it was, I was happy that I could fit in the car. I mean, it looked quite restrictive. At one point, your elbows were kind of sticking out the sides a little bit. How was it to drive? Yeah, my, my arms didn't really fit that well in, in the car. Um, so I was trying to get a comfortable position. And also when you had to shift, um, yeah, it was a bit difficult, but I managed to do it, but uh, yeah, it was was fun. Is that yeah. the oldest race car you've driven? I mean, uh, of course, you don't drive the car to the limit, but uh, yeah, it's very different, very low grip. Um, the car is moving around a bit more, uh, but of course, that's what you expect when uh, you know the technology is like um, 
40, 50 years apart. It was fun though, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, like I said, you don't get that opportunity very often. And Takuma, how did you find it? I found it uh, very interesting. For me, it's a print of a space, you know, no doubt. <laughs> uh, but these days, um, um, you know, you have to go straight on. So um, it's just the driving positions are quite different. And uh, believe it or not, there is no seat belt, you know, back in days. How cannot imagine how the guys actually driving on the limit go through the Spa-Francos and Nürburgring on top of the hill, just hold your body, just pounding around all over the place. And, uh, you know, you just can't imagine. Even in the 500, you know, 100 years ago, there's already 500-mile race. And it was just uh, the concrete was not in the um, technology back then. There was only bricks. So, uh, you know, imagine the cars go through there without seatbelt, but still achieving 100-some miles per hour, which is just amazing. Um, but Honda correction hole, it is always uh, very impressed me because just all the single parts, like Max said, you know, 45, years, 50 years old, the part, they polish it and they, they align it was just perfect. So uh, it's just a masterpiece of uh, engine and the gearbox. And you feel the car so much dedication of it. So you just love the noise of the mechanical noise and sounds and just so beautiful. So you have a big smile. We both have a big smile when you're driving, even, even that was just a, let's say 60 or 70% or not even less, you know, probably 50% of the performance we can achieve. But that was uh, just a special feeling for that. And the sound is incredible, isn't it? I mean, that, that's, that's truly distinct. Yeah, I mean, it's only 1.5 liters and a V12. Can you imagine? <laughs> and, uh, the living 10,000 RPMs. And uh, yeah, it's just, uh, just a very, very different. I think a good old days engine. A very special memory. The, uh, the video of that's on the Aston Martin Red Bull Racing YouTube channel if you want to go and check it out um let's have a quick chat about how you both started in racing max we had you and your dad on the podcast a few weeks ago chatting about the dedication that it took traveling all around europe to various races in your karting career that's where you started right yeah i mean i started when i was four four and a half um so uh, early on yeah i my whole life i saw um already go-karts from the beginning racing cars so that's where what I wanted to do. Was it the same for you growing up, Takuma? How did you get involved right at the very beginning of your career? Um, quite a bit different. Um, I always jealous for the Max the environment was, and I wish I had, but it's okay. Uh, so my parents had no idea for the racing whatsoever. So uh, basically, uh, I was crazy about cars, though, you know, when I was small, but then I know nothing about racing. So all I had was just a basic metal frame with two wheels and a push bike. So I was always pedaling uh, up until 19 years old. So when I was 20, I went to the Suzuka Racing School, which had uh, age restriction. So you had to be under 20 years old. So imagine for me, it was the last and the only chance to involve any racing at that time. So I asked my parents, give me a chance, give me a shot. And then that's how I started. So yeah, I might start racing really late, but I'm still passionate today simply because it's only 20 years gone past. And I think probably the uh, same experience as Max when he raced in four years old, you are. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> yeah. no, it's a pretty similar experience of the time being in, in a racing. And you raced in Macau and I think it was your British Formula 3, wasn't it, before Formula 1? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I went to the school. The reason I went to the school was just a scholarship system. So any driver who um, 
obviously didn't have any background for the racing as well as the financial support. Unfortunately, this sport, you need a lot of a financial support. So the, uh, the Suzuka Racing School has got a huge scholarship system. So you automatically go to the local um, the junior formula. Um, but then my dream at that time was a Formula One and I never lived outside of uh, uh, Japan. So I had zero English as well. So uh, yeah, I decided to go to the UK and um, try and learn English and staying with home in a home staying as English family. And then eventually, so British Formula 3 really made me happen to the Formula 1. So that was, for me, it was just unforgettable memories. So what memories do you have of your Formula 1 career? What's, what's the highlight for you? Well, um, well, first of all, I think it's just my first experience for the any racing it was back in 1987. You know, it's, it sounds really old, but it is. You know, when I was 10, um, I went to the Suzuka. So that was the first Japanese Grand Prix held in Suzuka. So that memory was just like, for me, it's just a fresh and fresh. So uh, since then, my dream was just to become the race car driver. And then after 10 years passed, like I said, I went to the, to the racing school. So my first really taste was uh, during the British Formula 3 days. So after my first Macau, um, so Eddie Jordan um, gave me a phone call and uh, gave me an opportunity driving his Formula 1 car in Jerez. So that was just before the uh, Christmas time. So for me, it was just unbelievable Christmas present. Uh, so I, I, I still remember just uh, Honda V10 was screaming at 18,000 RPM. And that was just amazing, amazing uh, experience for me. How did you find your transition to IndyCar after Formula 1? It is uh, quite a bit different animal, as you can imagine. It looks similar, but it's totally different. But um, I was okay. I was just uh, so, how can I say, hungry for the new challenge. And, and I mean, road course and three course is basically the same. You know, how you, you basically make most of it for the tire. So anything we were on it, you know, we can drive, you know, either that was a Formula 3, Formula 4, then karting, IndyCar, Formula 1. It doesn't matter. But of course, coming from Formula 1, in terms of speed, you know, on the G-Force, yeah, we had no allergy for that. But you know, if you're standing inside of Indianapolis Motor Speedway, if you see the Indy car going to the qualify there, 240 miles per hour, it's going into the corner and still car has got the, uh, some slip angle and the car's just drifting off to the corner. So that was something very impressive. So I was just a clean seat of paper. I just I wanted to absorb everything. So I tried to learn the things. So just forget about seven years of experience in Formula One. So I was just a simply enjoy how to drive this car to go to the oval. That was a huge, huge uh, satisfaction when you do that and uh, had a mega feeling of it. Max, have you had an opportunity to drive an Indy car? Uh, only on the, the simulator. <laughs> All right, how does it compare? But, uh, well, it just, yeah, like, like the Kuma said, it's, it's different, but it's fun. I mean, I enjoy driving a lot of different things. It's not that I only enjoy driving Formula One cars. You know, I also enjoy driving GT cars. Also, um, it's good to try different things because if you only drive Formula One cars, you get a bit stuck. You, you always drive the same thing. It's good, I think, to challenge yourself to try and learn different things. I think it will only make you a better driver. So, of course, I know that the simulator is not like the real thing because you don't have the G-forces and the wheel. Um, uh, let's say, you know, you hit the wall on the simulator. You just press restart and you, you start over again, like in real life. It's a lot more challenging. But it's a great first uh, impression and uh, it's a lot of fun to drive already on on the simulator. Would you like to have a go in the real thing at some stage? Yeah, but I'm a little bit against ovals. I mean, I enjoy probably the road courses, but uh, I, I prefer to, uh, to do the ovals just on, on the simulator. <laughs> no, fair enough. Um, Takuma, do you miss driving in the wet? Yeah, I mean, uh, the wet is something 
a lot of fun, you know, you should usually get. Um, but unfortunately, in, in Oval, you know, we don't drive in a wet. Um, but still, we do for the road course and three courses. So she's always, uh, always fun, have a fun and, uh, you know, quite a bit different environment for the race cars. So, uh, yeah, some, some, some of you see there's some uh, good supplies too. So I like a wet. Now, on the podcast, we like to um, get into all the inventions that the Red Bull Advanced Technology Department have been looking into. Max, have you seen the Indy Aero screen? If you, what do you make of that? Uh, yeah, I mean, it looks like uh, a great thing uh, for safety. And I, I think actually, I mean, initially I had to get used to it a little bit. You know, I'm, I'm used to, of course, having the open cockpit. Also with the Halo initially, I was a bit like, oh, it doesn't look good. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, it's for safety and I think it, it does help a lot. Um, so that's great to see. Uh, I just don't know. I guess it's a bit warm, right? In the car initially. Yeah, it's pretty warm. Uh, somebody said it's 150 degrees at the, uh, in the cockpit. So uh, also we have some ventilation and actually the ventilation through the helmet directly attached to the helmet. That, that works really well, um, like more air than in an open cockpit. But the entire body, of course, you know, compared to the open uh, the cockpit, it's, it's nothing like it. But Max, like you said, you know, really just the safety is the first thing. So, you know, the only thing for our open cockpit, it is really frightening for the uh, frying debris, wasn't it? So it's always a f- scary stuff for the frying debris, but now we protect it. So almost every direction we feel safe. So Max, you, you jump in the Indy car, don't worry about wall, hit the wall for the oval. Now it's very safe. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, no, I think, uh, yeah, windscreen, I think I really appreciate for the Red Bull technology because, you know, without them, you know, we wouldn't be have uh, at, uh, such an aero screen. So uh, it's great. And I feel like, a, you know, like a fighter, jet fighter pilot too it's just kind of cool looking so i think a new generation wise yeah i think it's uh, pretty good stuff so now you've got used to it you wouldn't want to go back to not having it there Takuma. Like, like like max said you know it's a halos and windscreen it is safety device you know of course preferably not to have it in terms of just cosmetically but you know i think safety it is important the one thing for um uh the windscreen is so good about where it's just no buffing and no you know, turbulence, basically. So you, you, you feel quite comfortable and quiet. And I, I, I believe that's the same way on the GT cars and uh, sports car too. Uh, you feel safe. Even wet, you don't get wet. So <laughs> that's one thing good. Um, but of course, you know, you feel the wind, you know, in the open cockpit. And that's uh, that's uh, how effectively we've been grown up. So uh, we still have a thrill on that. Now, we can't have you both on Talking Ball without having a quick chat about the F1 podium experience. Takuma, you experienced it with BAR in 2000 for what was it like it was just a fantastic feeling um it's just a long waited for the podium um in fact i was in the Empress again for that one but uh no i, I just never forgot that just the whole cloud was just waving in front of you and if you look at the at the the boys you know for the team were just crying and emotional and uh you know they throw so much effort so much dedication for every single piece of the past as well as the drivers and uh it just got one feeling so it was just nothing like it and that particular day yeah i mean it was uh it was only third but for me it was just incredibly important moment and sharing with michael schumacher and ruben spikero those days ferrari was just dominant and um a bit like today maybe max you battling with through the Mercedes and um, you know third place perhaps sometimes like it got like a winning feeling so uh, you know we we were that kind of a situation so uh, no it was just a truly special moment. Max it's a it's a moment that fans look forward to is it something you still enjoy what stepping up onto the onto those steps? Yeah I mean uh, it's the most enjoyable of course uh, the top step but um, 
you also have to be realistic if it's possible or, or not. You know, sometimes I'm also happy when I'm second or third, just because you know that you got the best out of it and, you know, the other team or whatever, it's just too dominant to beat. So you just have to uh, appreciate the podium. That's for sure. I mean, uh, it's always good to, uh, to spray a bit of champagne. I was going to say, do you prefer to spray it or drink it? Depends on the occasion. I think on the podium, I prefer to spray it. Um, some of the trophies are getting quite elaborate these days, aren't they? Are there some that you treasure more than others? I'm trying to think of a polite way of saying this. Are there some that maybe get kind of pushed to the back of the cupboard? Uh, to be honest, I have to, I, I have to say the trophies, I think, were better like 10 years ago, 15 years ago. If I look at the, the trophy wall in, at Milton Keynes, I think there were, the trophies were a lot better back in the day. I think sometimes now they're a bit boring, but at the end of the day, um, yeah, I don't, I don't mind too much about the trophies. More, more, more important that you get the result. You know, I mean, I, I have them at home, the trophies, but I, I prefer to just uh, remember the, the moment that you, you finish first, second, or third. Now, obviously, you guys are both back racing now. Things are obviously slightly different to, to what we'd normally expect from a, a racing calendar. How are you enjoying being back? The, the schedules are quite hectic, aren't they? I think we. You know, we want to be appreciate the situation that um, you know can actually race this season, uh, which is a which is very difficult. It's like a lot of people commit and a lot of people support because imagine that uh, a lot of uh, Olympic athletes, for example, you know they they don't even have opportunity to perform this year due to a pandemic. But we were able to race and uh, even no spectator, which is obviously sad. But then uh, knowing that through the TV, the millions of people watching it through the television safely at home, that's important. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's this kind of strange schedule. You know, we, we, we compressed the two days schedule with double header. So like practice, qualified race and qualified race just a straight in. That is always very challenging, but we appreciate uh, to be able to race this season and hopefully go back to the uh, normal lifetime and, 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 and hopefully to soon next year. Max, how have you found racing in these deserted circuits? It feels a bit more like... Um like a test uh, session or something, you know, uh, when you're driving. But I think at the end of the day, we should be happy that we are able to drive again and that we, we can do more or less the whole season. Of course, it's a shame that the fans are not there, but also like Takuma said, you know, they're watching behind their TVs and we, we are still, of course, trying to create the best show possible and try to act as normal as possible. And yeah, we just have to deal with uh, the situation we are in now. But of course, hopefully we can, uh, we can go back to normal um, very soon. But yeah. I know some of the footballers have really struggled to get their heads in the right place before a match and during a game as well. It hasn't really felt like a big occasion sometimes, even when the match is a huge one. Have you experienced anything like that? Not really, to be honest. I think it's good that we put a helmet on so you can't see the face. <laughs> and we are on our own, you know, in the car. So once you go out, I personally uh, feel the same. I mean, you miss the atmosphere, let's say, when you're on the grid. Uh, before you jump in the car, normally, you know, you have the fans. And I have to say, of course, in Russia, a little bit in Mijello, we had a few, we had fans around, um, which was very nice. But once I put my helmet on and I sit in the car, you go through all the procedures like you have done before and you just focus on, on your race because at the end of the day, the same thing is still happening. There are just not people watching you from the grandstands, but you know that they are watching from the TV. Uh, Takimi, you raced in Max's uh, dad's final race in Formula One. You were driving for BAR. He was in the Minardi. Uh, what are your memories of Vios? Did he ever cut you up on the track? I feel very old now <laughs> with that. <laughs> it's okay. Um, well, I mean, you know, I mean, I've, I've, I've been grown up and uh, watching the Formula One and uh, all, you know, Max's dad's Yoss uh, was... Um, 
it's a phenomenal driver, you know, challenging all the time. And uh, obviously, there's a pressure to race his dad. And um, yeah, 2003 was a bit of a, 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 the last minute surprise. Um, for example, um, so uh, 2003 Suzuka, so, so on Thursday, I was going to the Suzuka from Tokyo. So imagine that I was just uh, getting into the Shinkansen brew train. On the, when I get in, I was just only a reserve driver and I had got a phone call. And then on the way at the Nagoya, uh, when I jump off the car, I was become race driver. So <laughs> imagine it was just a, such a last minute call. But then of course I got, I know the environment, everything because in testing the entire season with the team and uh, driving a Suzuki at the home, you know, at the home crowd. And that was uh, something very special. So uh, yeah, I do remember very well that race. And uh, yeah, something, uh, something a unique situation that drive with Max Dart at that, it, the, the, his final race there and uh, I, it was my entering a first race with a BL Honda that day. And so Kimi, you recently had a go at driving a coach as well, we saw on your Twitter. Is this perhaps a future career? Well, yes, I'm, 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 I'm supporting um, basically the racing school uh, as a principal, which is only appreciate because uh, that school essentially that's made me happen into this uh, racing career. Like I described, so uh, in a racing school was everything for me at that time so um supporting young you know next generation driver not just directly you know doing this that that you know for the breaking point etc etc that's that's not the point i think it's just the whole point you know while i'm still doing the racing today uh or the young driver can feed it you know how how you achieve the target how you doing that you know with the with the age and the environment and motivation, mentally, physically, both ways. And that's something I want to share with the young drivers. And you know, back to the back to Japan off season, I, I often go to Suzuka and spend some uh, time as much as possible, spending young drivers to see the, um, the, some of the sharing uh, opinions. So that's very important. And uh, for sure, that's uh, not just a short term thing. I think it's going to be uh, hopefully long term that uh, I could uh, I could support and something giving back to the Honda. It's important to do. I want to round off very quickly. You both know your Honda engines, of course, but we want to find out how well you know them. We also finished with a little game of Honda Bingo. We're going to play you some engine sound noises and we'd like you to work together to try and figure out what they are. Are you ready, gentlemen? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's play Honda Bingo. Uh, here is the first engine. That must be Takuma's engine at the moment. Takuma, do you agree? I reckon that's a, that's a current uh, power unit. I think it's an IndyCar. You think? I, that's, my, that's my feeling. I don't know. It's a strange. It sounds like an um, engine dyno, but it, it does got some direct feeling on the car. So it's quite interesting to hear that, actually. I think it's a Formula One power unit. Maxing's my engine. <laughs> There's disagreement here. Gentlemen, what are we going for? Is it Formula One or is it IndyCar? Well, I remember from when we go off throttle in F1, you, our engine makes more of a, a noise. The downshift record, well, reminds me more of an IndyCar, but... Yeah, probably. I don't, Maybe you're right. Maybe that's my engine. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go so, IndyCar engine. You're going for IndyCar. It is a Formula One car. What? Yeah, apparently. I think, you know, when, when the RPMs go, come down, like that kind of stuff, that feels like a, a Formula One engine. Okay, number two. Number 
Wow, it's a different engine noise, isn't it, Max? Is it from a bike? Can we listen again? I think there is a two two different uh, type of engines coming together. Yeah. Yeah. Now that must be like a kind of a I don't know a yeah, yeah. brand passing as well. Yeah, that's that's motorcycle, isn't it? The first one definitely motorcycle. Yeah. Okay, we'll give you that. Well done, guys. That's MotoGP. Um, yeah. Yeah. The third nice. engine. Let's have a listen to that. Is that like the Super GT or something? It's a lot of uh, like a backcrash and mechanical noise and from the gearbox. It feels like GT car. <laughs> well, that yeah. is an Indy car. It's an Indy car. Bloody hell. <laughs> nah, what? Really? Uh... Yeah. Didn't say they were going to be easy. Let's see if you can get number four. We had that one in GoCon. <laughs> yeah, it's a generator. That's Honda generator, it must be. It's, it's similar to a Honda generator. I'll give you one more go. Oh, a lawnmower. Well done, Max. Yes, that is a lawnmower. <laughs> uh, we've got two more to go. Let's take a listen to number five. That must, it must be, be a car. Yeah, the Honda Civic. Well, straight in there. Yes, that is the Honda Civic. Well and finally, number six. Oh, I know this one. NSX? No? Must be a different one then. Like a... Is it an older car? Well, it's, it's not a car. It's oh, not it's a not a car. car. <laughs> we both quiet. A road it's bike? Not, well, it's not the Honda Jet. No. <laughs> <laughs> what, what else can be? It sounds pretty. But I thought a, a road bike would be more responsive, you know? It would like shoot up an RPM faster, so... Yeah. We hear it one more time. I have no clue. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a car, but it's not a car. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It... But I mean, it's, it's, it's sort of somewhere between a car and a, and, a, and a truck. It's a Ridgeline truck. Oh, okay. I, was, I learned I something was... new today. <laughs> okay, let's have the results. I can tell you, you scored three out of six there, gentlemen. I'd say that's pretty positive. <laughs> well done for playing Honda Bingo. Uh, we tried at least. Talking to us on Talking Ball. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, guys. That was a lot of fun. It was All fun. Right. Yeah. Very Thanks. good. That's it for this edition of Talking Ball. Make sure you keep up with the latest from the team on all our socials and, of course, RedBullRacing.com. We'll leave you with an exclusive track from Daily Chiefers. This is Window Tint. We'll be back soon with more exclusive content from the track, the paddock, and the factory. Until then, take care. I keep a window tint. Yeah, feds always tryna look up in it Believe a young pimp Pimping on the low, but I still I still respect my women This ain't no gimmick There ain't no limit Prime time like I'm done limit You can see how I'm living I keep a window tint Show me what you want Show me what you about I've been drinking Don Perignon I can vouch All my with it They be down ready if you really wanna joke around, I could burn it down like Armageddon. You feel me? I'm popping up just like 50. You shiny suits just like Diddy. Tupac, let's bumpin' Biggie. I got this extra litty. Not showing up less it's 50,000 in my hand. When I touch the stage, to embrace the 
Take a bow, then I break it down. Reinvest it now, freaky now. She get freaky now. I'm the word around, move around. Way I move around, they can't touch me now. Ayy, heard it love my sound. How I put it down. Windows tenant, I've been sinning. I should seek forgiveness, I've been driven. This redemption, this is for collision, competition. Ain't no contest, this is not a written every sentence. It's a given, God don't bring the limits. Uh, I keep a window tint, they can't see in. I dress fly, my friends is European. I block guys, I'm not replying to DMs. Need my face on the wall, my lyrics in museums. Uh, I should probably sign to Yay. Dropped out a collar, soon a legend in the game. Trying to get this money, can't afford on you. I'm still rolling with gorillas, all my. Rock bait, I got brothers in the ends I don't do fake friends Had to cut a couple loose, they was moving like skets I'm in NY with my set, uh, 27 I rep uh, All my n talented, get rich or get left I'm from LDN like I'm Steph I don't write raps cause I'm blessed uh, Smoke a rapper like Blem, you can't see me for these tents uh, I keep a window tent in a Benz Like I'm Calico, all I do is, all I do is win It's blacker win. than me, I press plate and I freeze frame Tell me what do you see, I Hate, but I reframe. Talking about me, wait, pause once, then I replay. Talking about me, if it's all the same, I can't see Shay. Ghost riding that whip, I'm hauling that, b I'm hauling that, b I'm all about bread, I'm all about chips. I water my wrist and darken my tents. I'm out of that gin, I'm part of my drip. I'm all in your, b all of my, b all of my kids with only one wish. You know what this is, I handle my biz, a bona fide player. Big body like a Hummer. This year I've been in Honda. Somebody hit that Dalai Lama. Tell him I'm trying to fix my karma. Skeletons all in my closets. Keep them hidden from my mama. In the meantime, keep at least five breeze through the east side like Obama.